is really phallic. Digressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? Welcome to Digressive Obscenity, or Spin Flippy What What? The podcast. Uh, my guest is Caro Harrison. Caro, let's start this off right. Who are you, and what do you do? Tell me about you. So, um, my name is Carolyn Harrison, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, I am the founder of uh, Rain Imperial. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a media and merchandising company. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And launching into the questions portion. Yeah. Questions. Stop asking me questions. What is your first memory of me? You know... I, I really like that you're asking me this question. Normally when I ask this question, yeah. I know the answer. But this is something really? that, that yeah. you, you don't know. I don't know. Because you know what? There's no way you could know what I'm about to say. Exactly. It's, it's, Unless it was like we this? both met. I'm yes. not ready. No, no, let, well, let me get ready. Hang on. Just calm yourself and get ready. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm now ready. All right. Hit me. I'm going to tell you. I really want to say this to you. All right. So I can't actually tell you a time or a place. Okay. But I can tell you the impression. Okay, cool. And I cool. think this is what's of most value. That works for me, absolutely. So, you know, you're also known as Tall Paul. I am known yes. as Tall Paul. And you might have noticed that I'm not quite the same height as you. Not as tall. Not, I mean, so close. Close-ish. But maybe yeah. not-ish. Not as tall. Not as tall. Yeah. It's, just, it's been debated how tall right, I am. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm in the realm, but I'm not exactly, exactly You have height. height. I have height. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Not debatable. Exactly. You have height. Right. Yes. I have height to me. So I was thinking about this, and this is what struck me. You know, like so much in nature, you know, when we see tall creatures, our mm-hmm. first response is to feel fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Birds. Because, yeah. And for good reason. Absolutely. Sometimes I could they're, be a quite, predator. they're quite, yes, treacherous. They could be predatory in nature. And this is what I, I noted with you. You are absolutely not those things. Right. It you're just a giant snuggy bear. Yeah. And you know the thing is, is that it's heartwarming. My heart is a fire at this moment. And That's so, so I'm just Thank so it, it's just lovely to be in the presence of someone such a large creature in mm-hmm. nature that is so delicate. Thank you. And, and I don't mean this in any uh, derogatory like way to your masculinity, but it no. really is just I'm deeply inspired by it. I Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what is your favorite moment or episode from The Simpsons? You know, I saw an episode, this is so many years ago, so it's going to be a fine. big memory. Old but years ago was yeah. solid from back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember there was just, I, vague, so go with me because mm-hmm. the memory is vague, but I just remember something where um, the boss, what was the boss's name? Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Yeah. And Smithers, and mm-hmm. they had they're inside like sort of a nuclear power plant thing Absolutely, in the yeah. control room for the nuclear power plant. Of course, yeah. And there was a moment I was so entertained by it where um, there was an implication that there was a sexual relationship taking place between the two of them. Uh-huh. And in <laughs> fact, it, somehow in the moment uh, they even exposed Mr. Burns' buttocks, and I really, wow. yeah, I don't know if you recall this, but I really. Because there, there's always the underlying reference that Smithers is gay, and like right. I don't think anybody's ever actually said Smithers is gay, but they right. had like you know they had him in like a closeted gay episode right, and right. stuff like that. But yeah, right. he they they kind of indicate that he has a um, kind of a crush on Mr. Burns. Right. So the, I felt like the whole implication all along was that they were like a little 
That they were together. Yeah. Gotcha. That there was a, a very deep attraction there. I and mean, I just remember this scene. Uh, what are you listening to right now, music-wise? Can I tell you? Do it. That I, I so want you to hear this track. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of, um? I'm, I might slot in, Oza and Dito Vito? No, okay, no. yeah, it's a little out there, a little technotronic, but they have a track. Yeah, honestly, they have a track called Kauai. Okay, and is it the island in Hawaii? Yes. Okay, And I cool. have to tell you, like, I loop it on my iPod. Nice. I love it. And the way I came across it was actually, um, I was in a taxi, and I was watching, you know, the taxis have the, the television. The TVs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had an advert for, I guess, jeans or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used it. They sunk it in, in the commercial. Yeah. And I just started dancing in the cat. It was it, nice. it hit me that wow. much. Yeah. It was that heavy. Excellent. You know what I mean? And I immediately went home and, like, Googled the song. And so how did you, do, like, take a sample of the lyrics and then Google it? There, It's just an instrumental track. Uh-huh. So you know it's hot. So how it's did you know? Hit me like that. How did you know what it was? I just Googled um, the, the... Guest Jeans commercial. Yeah. Found it on YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah. And ended up... You know, I've discovered some stuff like that. Yeah, oh the God. um, they had an episode like in the second episode of the most recent season of True Blood. Yeah. At the end, they had this song that just it's something about it just sounded great. Yeah. And um, it turns out it was Bosco Del Rey covering the Authority song by oh, okay. John Cougar Mellencamp or something. Oh, okay. And it's just one of those things where it's like then I bought a Bosco Del Rey album, I bought it on iTunes, and I listened to it, and it's like. Holy shit! I stumbled across this yeah. artist, and they're good. Yeah, it's not yeah. one of those things like, oh, they just use this good song of theirs, and everything yeah. else is crappy. But I love when that happens. Yeah, me too. It's so hard to find new stuff and, yes, unless you have somebody yes. that you know knows yes. music and is yeah. like, listen to this or what. Yeah, and you know what? So is um, it just that song you're listening to over and over? And no, over no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I do that though. Oh, absolutely. I, I did that with the with it. the, the yeah. Adams for Peace single, the very yeah. first single, Default. I listened to it until I could not listen to it anymore. Yeah where literally yeah. like you, you go to bed at night and the song's still playing in your yes. ear. Yeah. yeah I love that feeling actually it's, it's, it's good music if yes. that's the case I mean even it's it's more than catchy because catchy yeah. stuff you get tired of it in like you know a it's couple true. listens Yeah, and you know what yeah that's true it doesn't have that much depth to it but when something really has depth you can listen to it s- hundreds of times and it's not the same thing you're hearing yeah yeah it's really it's fantastic and so I also um Amy actually told me recently about um, Sky Ferrara, and I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with her at all. Mm-hmm. And so she has this track called Everything is Embarrassing. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I really appreciate her as a human being. Okay. I just really do. I appreciate the video immensely. I saw the video. Yeah. So. Can we speak on the video? I've, like, I remember it like, vaguely. Yes. It's basically, and with all due respect to Sky, like, her looking totally cracked out. She does look kind of cracked out, kind of yeah. like a low cut. Yeah, like thing. a little low cut, like form fitting dress. Yes, and her hair is really, frankly, the main it's feature just, of the video. Yeah, it's all yeah. kind of. Is it really tangly? Yeah, it's tangled and yes. And looks okay, like yeah, yeah. Corns, yes, sticking like, out. It's like broken corn. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. broken corn. Yeah, it's it's definitely like the main character of the the, the video. Yeah, and um, it's compelling. It is compelling, and I had to watch it over and over and over again because I just stopped and I thought, this is an incredibly sexy thing. This is an incredibly sexy visual that they created for her. It's a nice understated sexy. Yes. It's not She's not it's, flashing her tits or yes, booty it's dancing. it's not yeah. um, vending machine sexy at all. Mm. It, it's, it's unexpectedly and uh, 
The vulnerabilities yes, section about I it. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think, yes, Paul, that's exactly what it is. I had to watch that over and over and over. I was. It's, it's one of the things in the more recent history that I'm actually really impressed by. Mm-hmm. And and what's even more impressive is that they didn't spend much... It was like her friend that shot it, apparently. Yeah, it seems like spend much it's just black and white, right? Yeah, and they're yeah. just kind of following her in areas. Yeah. And she's like on a playground, she's in the subway, and she's just looking into the camera. But it, yeah, it's what you said, that vulnerability. Yeah. Very impressive work. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was Yeah, cool. I remember... Um, it was it was the song of the year on something, and I'd never heard of it because my finger is not yeah. on the pulse. Yeah. And uh, Amy posted a link, and I listened to it, yeah. and I didn't get it, <laughs> and I felt bad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I felt like you know, yeah. you kids get off my damn lawn because I don't <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. hate I hate key dollar sign yeah. ha. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And key I dollar sign ha. And it's like she. I think it was the Onion said it sounds like she's singing into an air conditioner, and it's like yeah. Yeah, she sounds like she's singing into an air conditioner. Yeah. But yeah, so it's... Oh, and you're also probably thinking of Imogene Heap um, that did um, uh, Hide and Seek, where she Maybe. just vocodes for the entire song. Oh, God, vocoder. She's phenomenal. No, but it's phenomenal. This, this was another... If you're embracing it, yeah, if you're yeah. like, I'm doing this specifically to sound yes, like... Yes, which okay. is what she did, yeah. But auto-tune is, yeah. is the downfall yeah. of, of pop music. Yeah, oh... Yeah. It was poison. It's fun on your iPad when you're yeah, playing right, like, right, I'm T-Pain. Yeah. That's very yeah, fun. Yeah, right, I'm T-Pain. And then right. going to the bathroom, <laughs> running out of toilet paper. <laughs> Baby, let's get married. <laughs> yeah, see, that's hilarious. Yeah. You shouldn't get yeah. a Grammy for that. Yeah, right. no. <laughs> so what? What are you reading right now? I love Eckhart Tolle, so I'm, I'm always going through all his work. I, I like Wayne Dyer a lot. I go through, you know, I, I have a, like a huge interest in like metaphysics and mm-hmm. spirituality and things like that so I mean to like Gary Zukav stuff like that you know what I mean so um, and and I love recently I've sort of like obsessed with um, Esther Hicks okay. who is um, she's, she made such a huge dent in the, the arena of metaphysics and, and basically what is so fascinating about this work that I'm coming across um, she, I'm just coming across and she's been in existence for a long time mm-hmm. um, but uh She's a woman that says that she channels um, non-physical um, intuition or intelligence, and and she she can channel this information, and then she has become quite famous from from what it comes out of her saying. Wow. It's profound. It offers like these incredibly profound truths and insights about how to live your life, spirituality, controlling your thoughts, your energy, so does creating she write life. So the book as, does she like channel yes, that? Yes, she channeled Abraham to create her, probably, well, all her work, but um, yeah, definitely wow. yeah, all her work, yeah. So yeah. how does that work from like a, like a publishing standpoint, like does he get rights, <laughs> or, or does she split it like on the back end? Well, well, the funny thing is, I think whenever you come across them, it's he's always called Abraham Hicks, and so the the idea is that the the thing, the energy that she is channeling, mm-hmm. is not it doesn't really use a name. Or okay. it's, not, it's just a, but she's got to give it a name, otherwise right, it feels to weird to say the energy. Yeah, so she yes, <laughs> so she yeah. identifies it as Abraham. Gotcha. You know? So she just calls it Abraham. So she named it sort of like Abraham Hicks. Which is her last name, you know, yeah. her last name. So it's really cute. But, um, as you know, obviously publishes it under her name and, mm-hmm. you know, her and her husband or whatever. But uh, it's incredible work. It's incredible work. Nice. Yeah. The experience of, you can he- YouTube this, you know, yeah. Google it and, and read all sorts. It's incredible. It's profound. Excellent. Really. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
And uh, what are you watching right now? Movies, TV? Uh, well, I, as I said, I watch a lot of... Um, a lot of these people that I read, I happen to watch. Mm-hmm. Because I like to, to also see them lecture and things yeah, like yeah. this or whatever. Um, I'm obsessed with cooking shows. I really like watching cooking shows. Do you cook also? Like crazy. Okay, because I know yeah. some people like they just watch the cooking show, but they'll never cook anything. Yeah, no, I, that's it's like porno to me, like a bad porn addiction. Nice. But, yeah, except at least it like something good's coming of it. Yeah. 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 Well, arguably something good would come out of a porn addiction. Exactly. Like, so that's a very good point. On, but in yeah. shorter bursts. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, like, you're not learning yes. a skill from a porno. Right. Technically, you Although, might learn a skill yeah. from a porno. You no, know, you. Ah. These things are a lot closer. Than yeah. I've ever thought. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a, there's a thesis in here yeah. somewhere. There's yeah. A... Yeah. No. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Research. I'm sure could be done on this. But um, yeah. No. 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 I. So I'm, I'm into the cooking shows. I really like them. Incredibly creative. Really what relaxing. What about the um? Do you ever? So are you more like the normal stuff or the um, that chick who cooks with butter all the time? Paula Deen. Bam. Bam. <laughs> um, well, because you know I have quite a few dietary. Observations gotcha. and stuff. So I, you know, I, I love Paula Deen. I'm not necessarily going to get that much from, you know, learning butter, how to cook sugar, with cooking, and butter and lard and all that. And so donuts. I wouldn't necessarily using donuts as an ingredient. Damn, you know what I mean? Damn, you know. Yeah. I'm probably not going to recreate this this recipe, but um, but you know what I really love? Do you do you watch like the Food Channel or anything? I don't. We don't have cable anymore. Well, I tell you, Christina used to. Yeah. I tell you. Well, she would know about this. Like. You're missing out. They have some shows where people go, like, I think his name is Andrew Zimmer, Zimmerman, and he goes around, this is not a new show, this has been yeah. going on for a while, goes around the world and basically eats the nastiest shit you could possibly think of. Oh, is this like Diners, Dives, and... No, that's a friendly, nice one. Oh. This one is called Bizarre Foods. So yeah. he, like, hunts down shit. Yeah, y- yes. Did I maybe... Did he go to some... Oh, God. Did he go to... I have a very vivid vivid image of a man eating a live octopus. Did he yeah. do that? Oh, that's nothing. Oh, God. He's done that, but that's nothing. That's so, nothing. So, like, what kind of stuff? Like, oh, my God. What, like, the, the whale fat that was soaked in urine? Oh, that's, like, nothing. Like, I've seen him eat... Wow. Like, it's to the point where you're watching the show and you gag. Oh, God. And there's been a couple times where he... I mean, I don't know how he does it, but there have been a couple times where he actually gags. Because it's just, like, I saw him eating, like, the beating heart of a frog. So they just killed the frog. The uh-huh. heart is still beating. And you eat it and the, the blood explode in your mouth. And it's just... Now, are these delicacies? Or is it, like, what would be gross to eat? Yes. Um, well, it's what's considered delicacies. Okay. So he's not like, let's yeah. see, what's gross? Oh, a yeah. cigarette butt. So right. these are actual <laughs> right. cultures that are like, no, right. this is really good. Right. So he's like going to the Caribbean, for example, and going to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And there is a percentage of people that eat iguanas, for example. Kay. So he went out into the field with the Bushmen, went up, shot the iguana out of the tree. Jesus. And they... <laughs> I feel really bad for the iguana, quite frankly. See, this is where certain shows, like... <laughs> So remember when there was no Food Network and right. then people were like, there's enough food interest that we should have a Food Network. Right, right, right. But then it's like these shows, these channels have such a lust for original programming that it's yeah. like, all right, let's get weird. Yes. You know, it's like Discovery yes. Channel used to be kind of boring. Then it's like, yeah. what if we get guys to, you know, uh, do things that you shouldn't do? Yes. Mythbusters. What if right. we get, you know... Right. Stuff you shouldn't do at right. home, and it's stuff you know, or like what is it? Uh, dirty jobs, the world's dirtiest yeah. job, dirty work. 
Yeah. And it's it's like it's yeah. discovery technically, but it's yeah. like let's talk to a guy who cleans up shit yeah. for a living. I feel like this is one of those shows where it's yeah. kind of push the boundaries kind of for the sake of pushing the boundaries. Yeah, like, you know, I, I appreciate the guy whose job it is to squeeze excess fecal matter out of the dog at the vet's office. But you need that guy. You need the guy. But I don't need to see and I, him. And I appreciate that it could be his dream and life's purpose. Yeah. Everybody I, needs a dream, but I also, I don't want to meet him. And I don't really even need to see it. No. To be honest with you. Yeah. I'm glad to know yeah. it happens. Yes. It's you know it's like you don't want to see the sausage being made. Not really. Yeah. No. But the fact is there's an audience for it. God, yes. There's an well, I mean there's it, you know there's I mean? an audience yeah. for, you know, tentacle porn, but Yeah, oh. I, hey, you know what yeah. to each their own. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm okay with it. So, uh, do you have any allergies? I do. I do. I I I don't know what it is. I never had them before I moved to New York. Well. But yeah. Yeah, it's the, the pollen and the this and the that. It's the atmosphere. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's a lot of crap in the air. Yeah, here. yeah. So is it like a seasonal thing, or just from the moment you got here? Just... No, no, no it's, it's seasonal. I would definitely say it's seasonal. And, but it's so strange because it's when I moved to New York, mm-hmm. I developed these sort of like allergies to the point where I have to take like medication for it. Yeah. And then now, even when I travel, like if I go to a tropical climate or something like that, it still it messes with me. You know what yeah. they say for stuff like this is if you eat local honey. I've heard that. Because the bees, uh, they they have the, it has the pollen from the area. And yeah. if you eat enough of it, you kind of build up in a, um, a tolerance to it. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I've heard that. Do you have allergies? I don't. I don't have any allergies to stuff like that. I don't have seasonal allergies or anything like that. Oh, I think. so lucky. I'm, I'm very it's lucky. Hellish. There's it's enough hellish. horrible things that happen. Oh, but yeah, it, oh. it's... it's hellish. Terrible. Where were you here before this? Where'd you move from? Um, well, I, I lived in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. but um, my uh, so I'm not American. Mm-hmm. You might have guessed. No. Um, and uh, one parent is from England, mm-hmm. and the other is Caribbean. So when I was growing up, we commuted between England and, and the, the Caribbean, Caribbean and, and Florida. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. rounding. That's very. Yeah, nice. it was wrong. Yes, it, it was good. It was good. It's good that you don't have any allergies, any food allergies. That's. Well, I don't have food allergies, but um, I really observe a very strict diet, so... Gotcha. Yeah. Is that by choice or, like, because... Well, it was for health complications for a a period of time, and then now it's totally by choice because there's so much shit that one can consume that could possibly kill you. Absolutely. And there's um, there's a lot more options nowadays for people who want to be more... It's worth making the effort, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay. Do you collect anything intentionally? Yeah, I do. What's that? I do. I collect a lot of random weird things. Okay. Um, I collect two things. So um, I just recently started collecting um, the taxidermed butterflies. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. I actually know the name of that. Lepidopatry. Yes. Awesome. Damn. Yeah. That's, damn. Don't know stamp collecting, but I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, and this is really rewarding. How did you get into that? Was because it just I'm like so? Because I'm really moved by the butterfly. Mm-hmm. I'm actually moved by the, the the caterpillar. Hence, one has to be moved by the butterfly too. Yeah, the symbolism of the yeah. caterpillar to the butterfly. And the so butterfly, yeah. Actually, the way it, it, it really came up is that. Um, so I'm I'm working on like doing six collections right now. I'm creating six collections, and one of them, uh, the focus of one of them is um, the theme is is metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, I had to do to, to write the collection and still am right in the middle of writing yeah. um, 
is study metamorphosis as it occurs in nature and then as it relates to us Mm -hmm. as human beings. And so I studied, like, obsessively. I've been, but to be honest with you, I've been really obsessed with the idea. When I was little, caterpillars were, like, my best friends. They're wonderful. They're so, like, some of them are fuzzy and they're so colorful. Yeah. I love them. I, I talked to them, had long <laughs> conversations with them. Did you have the book, The Very Hungry Caterpillar? I didn't. I didn't have caterpillar it's a literature must have. around me. I, I just, it was just a bonding mm-hmm. creature to creature thing. So, um. They're yeah. one of the most palatable insects to look at. Yes. Like them, and actually, butterflies are some of the most yes. attractive insects. Like, nothing yes. else is really. No other insect landing on me no. would I be like, oh, look at that. No. Like, Kill it! It's yeah. phenomenal, and and so and and the the concept. So when you study them from a scientific standpoint, mm-hmm. and this is what uh, I'm sort of addicted to, is the fact that um, here's this creature in nature. Which this is not the only time this occurs in nature, but mm-hmm. it's a good example. So this creature in nature that um, it basically completely becomes something totally different at least four times in its life to the point where it cannot recognize itself anymore. Yeah. So you're going from you know. Going from caterpillar stage, and mm-hmm. there's obviously a stage before that, but going from looking at a, the creature, which is a caterpillar, yeah. and then seeing that same creature and knowing that this butterfly was this. Yeah, that's it, ridiculous. They're two yeah. different things. And so just when you study the actual science of that progression of that metamorphosis, it's an absolutely intriguing, amazing thing what happens on a molecular and a cellular level. Yeah. So I studied that, studied that, studied that, and I really wanted to study it for, for my collection and mm-hmm. draw a lot of inspiration out of it. And um, so I just studied what was happening on the, the cellular level. And um, one of the best ways to do that is I got some taxiderm butterflies. Yeah. Wow. And I, I eat breakfast with my, my African... Uh, taxiderm butterfly whose name happens to be Shaka Zulu. That's a good name for her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't wait till you guys meet. But um, yeah, it was, yeah, I eat my cereal with Shaka Zulu every morning. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the other collection? Um, yeah, this this is not as odd, maybe. Um, so maybe it doesn't qualify as a collection, but it's, it's sort of a habit that okay. has created a collection of things. So, um, when I'm in my creative process, I tend to um, have a, this bad habit of just writing, just scribbling wherever I am. And so when I was younger, what would happen as a result is I used to actually just write on the wall. Okay, yeah. And so this doesn't work when you know, you're when you're in an apartment up, in yeah, New York City and you have a landlord. That's probably not yeah. a good idea. That's a security so, deposit. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably not good. So uh, what I would do is just I, I scribble like crazy. I'm, I'm addicted to Post-its. Hmm. And and I scribble things and I, I put up everything that comes into my experience that is so instead of like something. one book of stuff yeah. you just grab whatever I don't you have keep scraps a book. and stuff yeah. I don't keep a book so here's so here's the crazy collection part is uh when you come into my apartment it's sort of like you know that movie the number twenty three yeah, yeah it, <laughs> the walls are covered with my writings and my ramblings and things that I came across or something That's that somebody awesome. said to me. <laughs> Or, you know, whatever. So. One actor or actress that you could have gone from the face of the earth, who would it be and why? Really? Um, Doesn't have to be painful. It could just painlessly, poof, you're gone now. You, you know, to be honest, I, I don't even... It doesn't feel good, me saying this. And it's not that I want them gone in any malicious Okay, way. I, I can put it another way. One actor yeah. or actress that never be in anything again. And you would not have to see in a movie it, or I mean, a play or whatever. Me. Yes. Flow from the commercials, from the Geico commercial, or on the... Um, the, the progressive, progressive 
Wow. Yeah. What is it about her? I just she just wants to help you. She's not helping me. She's is she too cute, too quirky? It's just if I gave you a bottle of saccharin, would you drink it? You know? Wow. Like, now, here's... Okay, so here's what I would say. This sure. is what... Okay, so uh, some time ago, like, I came across this little interview blurb mm-hmm. where they were talking to her. And um, I actually have a genuine respect for her because she was saying... And this is what I love. And you, as an actor, you could really appreciate this. Yeah. She was saying, you know, she when she got this gig, it wasn't just like a, some random commercial gig. She really developed her character. She has developed a character, yes, absolutely. And she, yeah. And she spoke about developing the character of Flo. And I'm telling you, like she it was a sizable portion of an article. Like she was really talking about developing this character. Yeah. Now, I have to admit, at first blush I was kinda like, come the fuck on. Really? Yeah, like, yeah really, exactly. You know I mean? Really? But then the other but you know, second take over to maturity. I, I I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Like no, that's actually fascinating because the principle here is no matter what, even the smallest to the largest things, commit to it. Yeah, because totally I mean, commit to it. I can, I can probably. Yeah. When she got that script, it was probably like cute, quirky girl, right? And then like right. to to make this backstory right. and to create a character, it's right. like sometimes it's ridiculous, but on the other hand, yeah. it's like because she's doing all this background work, apparently that should be coming through, but I'm not, you know, I'm not noticing it. I can't watch it and be like. Uh, yeah. You know, because they're not really writing her scripts that she's not really talking about herself. She's right. talking about someone who needs insurance. Right. So you don't really get a lot of pathos from her, right. you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, her name yeah. is Flo, and yeah. she's selling you progressive insurance. Yeah. But hey, I mean, if she's if she's bringing it, then, you know, yeah. who am I to shit on that? Right. But, uh, That's why, I, you know, I qualified it by saying, hey, you know, I don't necessarily want to zap her out, but... It's just super saccharine. It's really, yeah. It's really... I respected that was her choice of development, but... Just, you can respect somebody and want them dead at the same right? time. Yeah, That's yeah. absolutely... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I respect a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, there you go. Could, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so um, that was kind of the, the standard questions. Now, yeah. Carl, let's digress. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what afternoon cartoons did you watch as a child? You know, um, I did watch things like the Smurfs and, and stuff like Snorks and all that. Mm-hmm. And I did um, really have a thing for Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is... Scooby-Doo I is, feel like it's been around for like 55 years. Me, yeah, Dude, Scooby-Doo is the truth. Yeah. That is the truth. Like, damn. So now, do you know that each of those characters is meant to represent a college in the Northeast? What? Yeah. What do you mean? Check this out. Um, Oh, man, I don't want to get this wrong. Someone's going to Google this, probably. Um, So there's five colleges. Amherst. Yes. Smith. Mm -hmm. Hampshire. And a couple others. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, Velma is supposed to represent Smith. Who is stereotypically, you know, the dorky sort of lesbian population. Yeah. Uh, Daphne. Was she lesbian? No, of course not. The character wasn't, but, you know. I kind of thought she was, though. I believe that lesbians kind of identify with her. The kind of, like, chunkier glasses and the sort of, like, the bowl cut. It's kind of like, you know, 
I just um, felt like she acted weird around that. I felt that like there was some tension. And she acted that. weird around guys. Yeah. So, so you could read that into that's it. Why. Hampshire is shaggy because they were supposed to be the party school and doing drugs and okay. stuff like that. Okay. And, you know, he was the stoner, you uh-huh. know, always yeah. eating, always getting the munchies. Yeah. Uh, Daphne, I can't remember what school that is. Holyoke? Mount St. Holyoke? I don't know. Something like that. Okay. But apparently all the girls there were loose. Oh. Um, and the creator, uh, Amherst, had a college that they were kind of their nemesis, like Harvard versus Yale. Yeah, uh. And it was Amherst versus another school, and I forget which one it is. And the creator either made Amherst the dog as like a joke, like, haha, you guys are dogs, and Roger, this, you know, perfect man who was the leader and very friendly and attractive, and all the girls seemed to like him, and he had the lantern jaw, was the other school. Whoa. So the creator of Scooby-Doo was basically kind of serving up these five schools. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. I never heard that. Wow. It's, yeah, but I always enjoyed how, like, you'd be watching it and, like, suddenly Batman and Robin would show up. Yeah. Or the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Remember the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, do you have any crazy or creepy homeless encounters? Paul? <laughs> Paul. Uh-oh. Did this just happen? What just happened? I have to tell you a story. Drop it. All right. Oh, my God. I promise you. Okay. I promise you, you have never heard a story like this. Amazing. I promise you. Awesome. Do okay. it. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. you're going to fall over. Okay. Should I take... My, my shoes are off, so my socks can be blown off. <laughs> oh. All right. Your hair will curl. Oh, God. Okay. So, check this out. Okay. True. You're not even going to believe me. True story. Okay. So, my friend, whose name happened to be Carolyn. Okay. Said... She was riding subway. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she's like on a two or three or something. Yeah. And she's going back to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want you to picture a subway car. And then, you know, it's not too full, but there's a good handful of people on there. Yeah. And she's. There's said, a seat if you want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's say there's maybe 10, 12 people on the, in the okay. car. Okay. Right? So you can sit if you want to. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Absolutely. So she's in the car. And, um, you know, so the little in between doors. Mm hmm. In walks um, a homeless woman. Okay. And this is not just any ordinary homeless woman. Okay. She is very tall and very... uh, She has girth. Oh, God. Okay. She's a full-bodied woman. Okay. Okay. A plus-size homeless woman. Yes. I'm going to try really hard to tell you this story because it's fucking outrageous. Okay. I'm picturing it. Yeah. Okay. So, please picture this. Okay. So, tall, she has girth. And she is... Dressed in something of her own design, mm-hmm. which is layers and layers and layers and layers of clothing that she has collected seemingly over time. Yeah. Okay. So she is just basically this huge woman in this mountain of clothes. Yeah. Okay. So she comes on and, you know, that this is not uncommon. She starts to sort of pick fights with some of the passengers and, yeah. you know, she she curses a couple of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she plops herself in the far end of the car. Okay. Okay. And nobody's really paying her too much mind, even yeah. though she's looking crazy. But, you know, nobody's really paying it's her New too York much City, mind. It's New York City, exactly, yeah. yeah. So here's where things get crazy. Okay. There is a pencil rolling on the ground of the car, you know. Okay. I'm already worried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to... This is already worrying me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Be Sharp implements. Okay. Be very worried. Okay. So there's a pencil rolling on the ground. And she sees... My friend is relaying the story to me. She she looks at the pencil and she sees it. 
She proceeds to bend over and pick up the pencil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I'm not ready. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm like running through a roulette wheel of possible outcomes in my mind, and I'm ready for Whatever it to Whatever your yes. wheel has, I don't know if you could possibly imagine this. All right. So she bends over, picks up the pencil. Picks up the pencil, right? I bullshit you not. Okay. She scoops up all her layers of dress. Uh-huh. And starts to... <laughs> I ha- I'm looking in your eyes, and I just had a flash. Of what she was doing. Does she start using the pencil in a way she shouldn't be using a pencil in public? She starts to penetrate her anus with... Her anus? Yes. No, I did not see that coming. Yes, with the pencil that had previously been rolling on the ground. And so as she does this... Are you Okay. Now I'm getting the images, because I'm a very right. imagistic Please person. Please visualize this. I don't want to. I really I want you to visualize it. So she is now proceeding to dildo herself with a pencil. Great. Yeah. And she bends over and scoops up her, her dress. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now there's this pencil <laughs> that is half inserted in her anus. Well, she leaves it in, and yeah. it's... <laughs> Like a little, like a bee stinger. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. And now what has happened is the entire train has basically screamed and ran to the other end. So uh-huh. picture, if you will, she's at this end of the car and everybody else has to the other end and she's, and they're screaming. Okay. Because no one has ever seen such a display. And This is a new one for me. Yes, this is, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. And so... <sighs> she sees everyone there and she just I mean obviously this woman is not well and so bent over with the stinger sticking out she starts to run backwards at the crowd at the crowd and proceeds to try to to jab them them. sting them with her with her pencil sticking out of her anus and so people are screaming and trying to dodge and climbing over each other to to, yeah And she pulls out the thing, and she then starts to insert it into her vagina. Oof. Yeah. And she starts to do an alternation between... Oh, God. Her- <laughs> hey, that make me uncomfortable. Cool. All right. Yeah. No, no. It's Again, yeah. it's like so far yeah. from what I thought would possibly happen yeah, in this no. scenario. Yeah. And so um, she eventually pulls it out and breaks in. She starts to chuck the pencil at the passenger's. Everybody's screaming, and it was just sort of like spite. Where it was like one of those really slow-moving trains. Of course, yeah. So and you couldn't just get off. No, and she's like, it's creeping, and people are screaming. And the driver's not stopping or doing or can't really do anything. Yeah, exactly. And then so finally, um, the, the, it stops. The doors open, and she just pulls her dress down and walks back out. And that was it. The thing that really stands out for me, yeah. aside from what she was doing, yeah. um, is that so often the people on the train yeah. never do anything. Yes. The idea that they were actually reacting, yes. to actually react seems like it must have been so disturbing. It was, yes, yes. So it was, as I told you, it was my friend yeah. who this actually happened to. Yeah. And the reason I know not a word of this was fictional was that when I saw her... She was choking on the tears. Like, she, she had just clearly seen something that changed her as a human being forever. Yeah, like, looked into the eyes of evil. Yes. Or saw it sticking a pencil in its ass. Yeah. Yes, and then yes. throwing the pencil. Yeah. Can I tell you one more 
this sure. is a direct experience. Sure, of, of yeah, the that's that's. Yeah, it's not quite as as intriguing. I can't but imagine something as yeah. horrifying. But yeah. yes, please. I, I have yet to meet someone that could outdo that one. No, that's, I certainly can't. Yeah, I've lived here pretty much my entire life, and I can't. <laughs> right. No, yeah, okay. no, it's 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 jarring. Yeah. So this one, this was my personal experience. Yes. Um, you know, mom and dad are visiting for the weekend. Okay. You know. So taking them around the city. Guy from Britain. But mom from, from mom, English mom, Caribbean dad. Caribbean dad. You know, okay. You just, you're taking your mom and pops, your English mom and your Caribbean pops around the city. What they're could coming, go wrong? What could go wrong? Have to take the subway. What could go wrong? The universe would never do anything. Several things could go wrong. Oh. Yeah. So it just so happens that uh, we're walking in the Greenwich Village area. Mm-hmm. And my mom, of course, is the one that had to spot this. We were approaching like a building, a girl leaning up against a building, mm-hmm. and she had a, it was summer, you know, so it, she had a very short skirt on, tank oh top, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that she was barefoot. And that for got New my Yorkers, attention. that's a sign. Yes. Yeah. So I just said, let's quickly just keep moving. Yeah. But we, as I said, we're approaching her. Uh huh. So here's what happened because it had to happen in mm. front of my parents, of all things. Uh huh. She proceeded. To start masturbating. Awesome. Right there on the street. And just... My mom caught this. And my mom... She had to make some kind of exclamation, I suppose. So she was just like, Why? How? Look at her playing with herself. And she just kept saying, Look at her playing with herself. She's playing with herself. And it, it just... And she I, has a British accent, I'm hoping. Um, it, This quasi... British accident after all the, these years the, because she's married yeah. to a Caribbean guy. Gotcha. So, um, it's half and half. So, uh, in this incredibly odd accent anyway, it's like, she's playing with herself! She's playing with it! And it was just, I have to tell you, one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life. I can't imagine And that. all the while, the girl just kept masturbating. Was she just making eye contact or just like eyes closed like, she, I'm doing this for me? She was looking at the sun and <laughs> masturbating. Yes. That's, that's new. And I, it was just, I gotta be honest with you, Paul, it was one of those moments where I said, fuck my life. Yeah. You know, like, why? In, why in now moment? with my parents? Why now with why my parents? Why this street? Why yes. this particular, yeah. So, uh, Caro, duodenum or duodenum? I would say um, duodenum. Okay. I would say duodenum. Um, because I'm, I'm it's, fine with it's that. more like work, you know, it's more, it has more flair to it. I think, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a preferential thing. And I just feel like the awesomest drag queen in the world would be like, duo denim, bitch. You know what I mean? That's nice. the way I feel I'm saying it. So I align with that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice yeah. interpretation of yeah, it. Cool. That's, so I feel, that's the one I feel. I, I like the justification for that. Yeah. Uh, what is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Um, who would you want with you and why? Well, you know, to, Am I only allowed to have one person with me? You can have, like, a group, but they have to be real people. Like, you can't have The Rock with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, people you know. I mean, The Rock is a real person. Well, I would have to first call out AIM because her id is frightful and intimidating in so many respects. Mm -hmm. Um, But after having also known her uh, so closely for so many years, I would say that, you know, she's an intriguing uh, individual to Mm -hmm. me because she is um, this petite little innocent looking yeah lady. yeah and and pocket sized yeah pocket sized is yeah. a very good term absolutely and nothing could be further from the truth okay and so um inside is a tornado okay yeah and 
it has induced fear in me on multiple occasions. So I would say walking with this individual, I I would feel no fear. Excellent. I'd walk through the shadow of, you know... (laughs) Of the the valley valley of zombies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be afraid. Because I feel that she would... You know what it is, Paul? Can I explain what it is? Yeah, yeah. She would not fight... This is what it is. Mm-hmm. She would not encourage the use of violence in the sense that let's cut them or shoot them or mm-hmm. beat them. Yeah. She would do something far more evil. Like just such as decapitation. No. No. Such as let's make them eat our shit and drink <laughs> our piss. Like, that is what she would do. And the reason I know this is because I've had a lot of convo with her. Yeah. So I think I'm the authority to be able to say that. So So she would torture the zombies. <laughs> no, she would just say eat shit and drink piss until you die. But they're already dead. Again. Oh, so, wow. So yeah. So a person That's intense. Listen, a person that has that in them in their psyche and can build that story. You know she must have that survival yes, instinct. That's the person you want next to you. Absolutely. God. You can't do anything to them. You can't harm that person. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, Did that answer the question? Absolutely. Tenfold. Okay. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay, um, tell me a joke. I have an awesome joke. Do it. Check this out. Okay. So, this guy's like standing there, right? And... The voice of God comes to him. Okay. And he says, you know, dude, like, let's say the guy's name is Paul. Sure, sure. Okay, so he says, Paul, dude, you have been a good man. You're a stand-up brother. You have been a really good man. I'm going to grant you something. Tell me what you want, my child, and it shall be. So the guy stopped and he thought about it, and he was like, all right, I'm afraid to fly. So can you build a, a road from the U.S. to Hawaii because I always want to go to Hawaii and I'm just scared. And the guy, and, and so God stops and he says, son, you didn't think about that. Think about the mechanics of that. I'd have to create another landmass. I'd have to do this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He's like, no, no, no. That, you, didn't, you really didn't think that one through. He's like, take a moment and think again. Think about something that's a little bit more practical, okay? Okay. So the guy said, okay, fine. So he stopped and he said, all right, got to have it. He's like, what is it? He's like, can you make it so that I completely understand women? So God pauses and says, how many lanes did you want? (laughs) Now, I really like that joke. Caro, let's get specific. Let's get specific. How did you go from Fort Lauderdale Mm -hmm. to Rain Imperial? (laughs) Like, what what was the, the, the... procedure here yeah that it was like a procedure too so basically as i said i was i was actually born in the u.s Mm -hmm. but i i had a really interesting childhood in the sense that so as i said to you one parent was uh british and then the other is caribbean did you have dual citizenship no my parents did okay i i did because i was actually born in the u.s gotcha okay so what it was there's no necessity for it Mm -hmm. but um uh so what happened is i did a lot of commuting Mm -hmm. you know did a lot of commuting but did my schooling in america Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was really cool in the sense that, I mean, that's tremendous exposure. It's a really yeah, unusual life experience. Yeah, three completely different Yeah, could not be any yeah, more yeah. different. 
but somehow in my household, all three existed mm-hmm. cohesively too. So it's, it's a nice. really interesting thing. So, so this is how I end up in in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, uh, I was actually born in Miami. So, um, so I'm there, and as a kid, um, by the time I was like four or five, um, I started doing music lessons, mm-hmm. and like I was like, like a wee little thing, singing or instruments, instruments, okay, instruments. So I started like piano lessons, mm-hmm. and um, and so I, I studied music like basically since I was that age. Study, nice. study, 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 and. Um, actually never really thought you know throughout like teenagers or whatever it was just something that I always did mm-hmm. but didn't it didn't occur to me that that was maybe the direction I should actually that that was actually the pull that was the you thing didn't that was have a goal in mind you were just doing piano lessons. it just seems so natural yeah like is the way your right arm just seems natural like you don't you don't think about yeah. the fact that it's there it's just there you know so um <clears throat> so I was going along and in fact, what happened is that um, my my on my mom's side, they're all medical practitioners. Really? Yeah, they're okay. all there's like you know, ton like twenty, thirty of them, right? So so growing up, I actually just assumed that I was gonna go into that, okay, into that field, or into some science related field. Mm-hmm. So um, what I was actually gearing up for was to to either do psychology or psychiatry. Mm-hmm. That you know, yeah. I just prepared myself for that so I was doing that and all the while music as I said was just like just the thing that existed just a hobby yeah, yeah. It, it was just so there mm-hmm. you know and um, so here's what's inter- interesting like the voice of intuition when it speaks it, it will just scream at you sometimes yeah so now it comes time where it's time to to make a decision where you're gonna go off to college and formally study whatever you're gonna study mm-hmm. and like a ton of bricks it was like no that's the wrong path hmm don't no yeah you should reverse that should be your hobby and this is what you should form it was the I can't explain it was just the weirdest thing yeah but it really did happen just like that so to make a long story short I ended up um, moving to New York I did the whole conservatory so I that's how I you know like formally trained in music so yeah. I went to conservatories did what's undergraduate your, uh, what's conservatories did you go to so I actually went for five minutes to um um, oh my god! I'm even forgetting the name right now. Um, the um, American Musical Dramatic Academy. I, you know, I wasn't there very long, mm-hmm. so I. That's why I kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. didn't really enjoy my experience at all. So hmm. I was there for probably what ended up being months. So whatever. Gotcha. So um, and then uh, I ended up going to um, uh, new school. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a contemporary, a jazz and contemporary music uh, nice, program, yeah. and then I I went also to to Mattis, which is under part of the new school. Yeah. Um. At that time, it was a classical division, so mm-hmm. I, I ended up doing like half the classical division, half the contemporary jazz and contemporary music stuff, and then so when I was done, <clears throat> I ended up uh, going to grad school, and and uh, studying um, musicology. And ended up actually, doing, yeah, yeah. Well, can I tell you something really funny? <laughs> this is really funny. That's so hilarious. A lot of people like so. Right when that came out, mm-hmm. I was actually kind of like finishing my graduate studies work, and a lot of people did not know it was a real thing. 
They thought, <laughs> thought he was, he was just thought, referencing Prince. Yes, they thought he was just like <laughs> yeah. They thought it was just like really awesome. I'm studying a coma pimp and circumstance. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm on some diamonds and pearl. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, like 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 people. Did, I remember like meeting people and they'd be like, "Oh, what are you, you're in school. What are you studying?" And I'd be like, oh, "Musicology." And they're like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? And I was like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. Like he borrowed the term. It's yeah, not his it's, term. It's a real word. Yeah, it's a. Re- it's like if it's, he made a if he made yes. an album called like leptopatry. It's right. Like, he didn't make up he the word. He didn't words. make it it's up. This, yeah. Like it's a real <laughs> scientific area of study. And so, um, so you'd uh, say I study musicology. They'd yes. make the Prince noise, and you'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, it's real. So, um, so anyway, so I, I specifically ended up doing like uh, ethnomusicology, which is a nice uh, hybrid between musicology and anthropology. I think is a good way to explain it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I did that. So when I was done, um, I got really lucky. It was half luck, half synchronistic events, half a nice, little yeah. bit of everything, right? Luck is so, the biggest, especially in any creative yeah. business ever. Like, yeah. you could be the most talented person ever, but you need that yeah. lucky break of that person who can yeah. help you to see you or hear you. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I almost, I kind of don't use the word luck so much, even though, casually speaking, we are, you know, yeah. but on a more intuitive level, like, I kind of know that it's it's not really luck. It feels it's, more like a destiny kind of thing. It's, it's a synchronistic thing. It's It's... It's the energy that you put out there, you yeah. know. It's it's your intention to accomplish something. It's, yeah. it's so many things coming together to yeah. collaboratively help you accomplish what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, basically, um, what happened? So, so at this point, I'm, I'm done with grad school, and um, so it, it just so happens that I end up. Um, what had happened is that as I was in grad school and, and the end of undergrad graduate experience, I. Um, I wanted to learn how to engineer sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just started to feel trapped recreating other people's work. Absolutely. I felt yeah. like I couldn't... Something more needed to be said. Yeah. Um, There's only so much you can do with yeah. someone else's work yeah. because and you didn't create it. it. You it don't know exactly what it should be. It the hell out of me. Absolutely. And yeah. so what was happening is, that, you know, going through any kind of conservatory system is incredibly rigorous training. Yeah. And they're training you essentially to be... Um, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but almost like this incredible robot that can just pump out music at any point. Yeah. So when you combine that vibe with the idea of repetitively, you know, having to, to recreate somebody else's again, work, again, 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 you yeah. start to, ironically, even though you're totally engaged in creation, mm-hmm. you start to actually feel like you're not creating at all. Yeah. You're just, you're yeah. repeating what someone else yeah. did. And yeah. then the worst part of that is yeah. like, no matter how good you are, you're never going to be as good as yes, the, this person. The creator who, of that word. Exactly. Yeah, ever. Never, never, never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can play it beautifully, but yeah. still, it's like, yeah, I there's no to way to that. ever. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. So it started, I actually, so this is interesting. I started to have like a little uh, melodramatic creative crisis, if you will, mm-hmm. in the middle of my training. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, this was a little strange because I was like, I don't know what the hell to do because I'm in the middle of this training, but it doesn't feel true to me anymore. Like this but doesn't you're, you're feel right. But you're too far right, into it to too, just leave. Yes, I can't just stop. Yeah. And I, I wasn't necessarily getting the impulse to just stop, mm-hmm. but it just something there. I knew there, there was a sense that there was something more appropriate for me. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I said, you know what? I need to, to study sound engineering. Yeah. And, I didn't actually study it formally. Mm-hmm. It was just really funny. I didn't study it formally. The way I came to it was, um, I, I don't know, the spirit just moved me to, I had some friends that were sound engineers, and so um, I would actually go and hang out with them, and at a certain point, I actually would pay them mm-hmm. to be able to sit 
and watch and learn them. Yeah. And wa- learn what they were doing. So were they, and they were working on stuff like Pro Tools? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were doing every, because they were fancy accomplished. Oh, yeah. You know, mega, like, um, prolific engineers. Gotcha. Just producing a lot of stuff. So I was just like, okay, like, you know, this is, this was good. And so that was sort of like my f- introduction to it. That was the way I introduced myself to it. Yeah. So what happened is that from that, I said, okay, I got my feet wet, got, you know, the general sort of knowledge and then proceeded to just sort of teach myself the rest, which sounds sort of like, how is that even possible? And it No, no, I agree. It's, it's yeah. the same thing as with chess. Like, there's yeah. really basic rules to chess. Yes. Everything after that is experience. Yes. The same thing with Pro Tools. Once yes. you learn what every button does, it's, yes. let's play around and see what everything yes. sounds like. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Exactly. That's, that, exactly. So, um, so that's exactly what I did. And um, spent a lot of time doing that. And so got like you know as when I was in college I, I you know I would work with the sound department and try to engineer you know different things so so you know part of the thing when you're going through a conservatory you have to do a hell of a lot of performing and mm-hmm. recitals and, and all of those things get recorded absolutely and so what I would do is take the opportunity the chance that when those things need to be recorded I would go and record them and get engineering experience around yeah so. I did this for some time. So I was going between doing that and then yada, yada, yada. But then I was also, you know, writing on my own mm-hmm. and had been doing that for a while. So writing I, music. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, things are starting to come together. Some some form of skill is starting to um, come to surface to present yeah. itself. And even though I had no idea where the hell I'm going with this or mm-hmm. whatever. So it just so happened, here's where the synchronistic crazy stuff happened, that I ended up randomly getting a job as a producer. Okay. Yeah. And it just, uh, I don't know how it happened. Uh, I mean, well, it took a little courage to, to be able Absolutely. to, to yeah, just yeah. say, okay, um, I can do this. It, when I actually really at the moment did not feel like I totally could do it. Mm-hmm. But um, so just, it was a blessing. I, I got the opportunity to try to be able to do it. Yeah. So uh, it kicked my ass. It was really, really hard. Producing is a very hard job. Yeah. Very, very hard just, job. Yeah there's, yeah, there's so many aspects of it. There's it just, so many yeah. aspects of it. Yeah. And, and see, and, and I'm sure you know this too, like, the thing that's really tricky about it is that the term producer or producing is... It's very nebulous. It's very nebulous. Yeah. In the, particularly, like, in media. Because yeah. it can be in reference to this is just a person that financially backed it. I give money. I sign off on this. Yeah. I have final decision. Yeah, I mean, it's or never... Was, everything else exactly. is so clear-cut, yes. except things like producer, executive producer. Yes, yes. What is the executive producer better yeah. than the producer? Right. Yeah. Or was this person sitting in the studio? Exactly. Or was this person just a sound engineer? Yeah, or did or they say, it, yeah. try uh, turning up the bass? Right. Okay, you get a producer credit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It is such an incredibly ambiguous term. Yes. But at the same time, what's so challenging about the term is that it's funny enough appropriate mm-hmm. so in the respect that you are truly producing something when you're you creating when you, yes, something you are creating yeah. you are the producer of something so it's one of these funny terms so anyway what happened is in this particular thing I, I worked between eight different recording studios every day it was crazy time yeah it was so taxing I felt like a octopus yeah being behind board and, and my experience to, to producing now at this point was um, I started as like you know sound engineer so you're, you're sitting behind the boards you're doing this whatever and you know at the time I I was performing to the best of my ability mm-hmm. you know and so it was really taxing it was really really taxing to be able to do it um, 
But what happens is, you know, very often if you get put into a situation where you have to sink or swim, you swim. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, like it's learning the best by immersion. Learn. Yeah. Yeah, learn by immersion. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So, did that, did that, did that. Ended up producing every kind of possible sound thing you could think of, like commercials, audio books, music, this, that. When were um, you doing this working between the eight studios? In the early what, 2000s, late 2000s? This would have been between 2003 and 2005. I can't remember exactly. Okay. It, was, it was a haze. like Yeah. Because yeah. I ended up, I think I mentioned this, um, doing, I, 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 I stopped counting at 1,108 <laughs> Different projects. That's in, just the yeah. idea that in is is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I stop. I just was like, I'm not gonna count this shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just like, because I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm getting cranky. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so here's the thing. So the, your original question is, how the hell did I end up with the rain imperial? So this is yes. exactly what happened. So this is where I think um, your whole life works synchronistically to just guide you into the direction that yeah. you're really supposed to be in. So, this is the thing. So, I had reached that point in my own experience, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I started to realize about producing was that the same skills that I was bringing to be able to produce um, a piece of audio, for example, mm-hmm. those skills can be applied to so many things, mm-hmm. not just producing a piece of audio. So what started to become very clear to me is that the same energies and efforts that I'm applying to doing this, I could apply to so many other things that I would like to be produced Mm -hmm. under my helm. And so I made that realization. This was about in those early 2000s. Okay. And I said, you know what? Yeah, like it is. I can start to see things start to come together for me in a certain kind of way. Okay. So I had always... Obviously, you know, music had been a part of my life. Like, that is, um, like, the language that I speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then there was another thing in me that was sort of waking up. Like, I really love business. Okay. I love business. So, and and this was not, like, a random thing. Basically, where it came from was uh, my my family, um, they, they were all in business. They were all business people and grandparents everybody they were all entrepreneurs all you know they were all into that Mm -hmm. and very much into the idea of um import export businesses and things like that and this is in fact like what my grandparents actually did okay you know so because my family British grandparents or Caribbean grandparents um well so here's the thing both wow because my family's actually Indian Mm -hmm. you know so they're a national like you know I always say there's a difference between being there's a difference between your ethnicity and your nationality, mm-hmm. which I think so many people miss all the time. So you can be ethnically something and then nationally something. Yeah. So it, it it just so happened that my parents are Indian, mm-hmm. but one was from England and one was from the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. So but a lot of people miss it. You know what I mean? A lot of people exactly, miss it. Yeah. You know? So what happened is uh, so so those grandparents, you know, eventually at some point, generally, you know, they came from India, you know, and the so this the 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 business sort of bug mm-hmm. if you will was like kind of there you know and it yeah. had always been there my father owns his own company so i always liked that like i always really really liked that and i realized by the time i finished school so many of the people that i you know i had finished school with they they basically went 
and decided to just you know become musicians and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. for me it didn't if you feel can do it. right if you can yeah. do it but it didn't feel like the most appropriate or accurate expression of what I wanted to do it didn't feel appropriate for me anymore to yeah, just yeah. go play weddings and yeah funerals and bar mitzvahs and stuff. Exactly, it, it, it yeah. just didn't feel like that was the call mm -hmm. you know what I mean so um, I realized that there there's an awareness that there's the business buggy that's biting at me you know that sort of wants to come out mm -hmm. but then there's also the the artist that you can't deny that that is you know you just devoted half your life usually to two completely different things like so creating art is so different from business and yes. sitting in an office is different from being yes, an artist yeah. so much of the time and so then i realized at some point where it doesn't have to be wow it doesn't have to be and that was like lightning because i was like not only does it not have to be but i i'm going to choose to to be the, the combo of those things because I don't I don't think I have to make that choice. I really felt the need to be able to to have uh, control because I did not music was not my only like my sole form of expression. Mm -hmm. I've been writing uh, in many different respects for a very long time. Music was just one form of composition for me. Yeah. And so like like I was always at some point engaged in either visual art sound art you know um literary art like i was always doing it on some level so i just realized again you don't need to abandon something for something you don't have to choose one love over the other you can yeah. actually love everybody all at once you know Absolutely, so yeah. um so this is where i said you know what there comes a point where i think you get to define yourself mm -hmm. you get to choose what it's going to be you get to choose your experience you get to create your experience yeah so this is where i sort of got the inspiration to say you know what I'm going to express my art in a different way and express and be present in business in a very different way too. So that's what sort of inspired me to say, okay, I'm going to create a business and a model of business where I can um, be both, where I can basically, um, I don't think you have to just choose between creating merchandise and, and commerce mm -hmm. or being an artist. I think there's... there's um, there's a point where it, you really do have to tie both in. Yeah. You have to tie both to each other. So that's what I did. So, um, that's almost like you're cutting out the middleman because yeah, whereas yeah. you have a business person who can't yeah. think artistically and an, art, yeah. and an artist who can't think business wise, yeah. you can do both and think both. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me just say this. This is one of the most stressful things I've ever done. It, no, it is the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Like, I can imagine. Holy Creating shit. something from the ground up. Yeah. OMG. Like, this is really not for the faint of heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, wow, you know. Many yeah. nights I don't sleep, you know. But um, what you're left with was this. And what I eventually got it to was, I, so I formed my company, mm -hmm. Marina Real, And um, so the, the, this was my experience. So after having all of this sort of, not just like life experience and personal experience, but just mm -hmm. like, just your experience your connection with your art connection with you know i told you i like to i'm like a dork i like to check out metaphysics like a, you know yeah. as a hobby so it's just interesting to me so this is what i had gathered up until this point i realized that for me that artistic energy is just sort of undeniable the more you try to deny it is the more miserable you will make yourself absolutely yeah, yeah. and so why even go there 
mm-hmm. when it's not true. So I stopped and I, I thought about how much that energy had guided my own life, guided me as a person, and mm-hmm. helped me grow as a human being yeah. and expand. So I thought about that, and I thought about the fact that, you know, we're all the same in this sense. We all have that creator in us. All of us have, every single one, no one is exempt from this. We all have that creative force, that creative power in us. So I thought about this distinction because I had struggled with it so much in my life. Here was the irony. When I was training formally to become an artist, yes, and that was quite a few years, Mm -hmm. I never felt like an artist. That is interesting, yeah. I never once felt like an artist. When I was done, I felt like an artist. And the reason why is because it was not um, coming from an organic place as I was being trained. So that's sort of number one. Yeah. But number two... Being tra- like just saying that, being trained to be an artist. Yes, it's, it's like going to school so to be a poet. Right. It like, seems like something that doesn't... Yeah. Like, like, so what do you... Do you get a degree at the end that says, you can now right. create poetry? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It and what does strange. that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Even? Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank now that you. I have this, I can do this. <laughs> now yeah. I can officially do it. Yeah. yeah. Does mean I can yeah. sell this now? Yeah. yeah. It's rubbish. What What became increasingly clear to me was that what was really happening is that on some point at some, you know, some point in the road, you release your resistance around certain things mm-hmm. and you step into a willingness to be creative just go with it to go with it to go with that urge that impulse follow those impulses and i thought that that is not unique to pete to just artists in quotes like that yeah. is not unique to just artists. That's, that's everyone has that that is the truth for everyone so i thought about that and i thought about the fact that like what did after all this experience of all that training what did I really walk away with what was the one piece of knowledge that I really came away with and here's what it was I realized that being an artist has nothing to do with the profession that you declare Mm -hmm. it can yeah it absolutely can but what I connected to what my truth was was that um, it was the energy that I brought to whatever I was doing So you could be an incredible artist making a pie. Mm -hmm. You could be an incredible artist, you know, um, behind a piano. Mm -hmm. You could be an incredible artist writing something. You could be an incredible artist working at the post office. You know, just to find the artistry in what you do. Yes, absolutely. It was just, and that artistry in what you do is an energy that, and that is the energy that you have to. That's what you have to cultivate. Mm And in, in order to cultivate that, you have to release a lot of resistance around this idea that, no, well, you know, I'm a dental hygienist, so I can't be great. No, that's wrong. That's mm-hmm. wrong. That's a misconception. It is solely an energy that you bring. It's a force that you bring to whatever it is you are doing. So if you're writing that email in the morning, you could do that in the most creative, artistic way possible. Sure. And so it took on something more than that for me because I realized that it wasn't just, um, okay, I'm adding a little extra pep to my step. Yeah. It was more than that. It, it, it meant for me um, the creative energy is, is life force. It's, it's that creative force that is everything. That's all. That's, it's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, this, it's the force that grows plants. It's the force that grows trees. It's, it's everything. It is the source of all energy okay and i just thought that you know when you tap into that if you have the ability if you can 
align yourself enough to tap into that and apply it to whatever you're doing, whether it be art, quote in quotes, or not, you can create an amazing experience for yourself. You can create amazing art. You can create an amazing experience. You can create amazing products. You can create an amazing life for yourself. Yeah. So it was that principle that I said, you know what? I'm going to build my company around this principle Mm -hmm. because it's the thing that I know for sure. And it's the thing that I believe in more than anything else. So, um, so the, the cornerstone that the company is sort of built on is make your life a work of art. So that's what it, that's what the whole reign imperial thing stands for. It's imperial reign, Mm -hmm. the French. Yeah. So how does that, so how would that apply to, to somebody on like a, like a basic level? Um, well, I, I would say this. I would say what you do is not really that important. Okay. Meaning uh, what you do by profession. Okay. It doesn't even matter whether you're an actor or a dental hygienist or you deliver the newspapers. It, I really don't think it's all that important. What I think is and how I think it applies is what is the consciousness you are doing that with? Meaning... What energy are you bringing to that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, for example, you know, you could be a shoe salesman, okay, but you could be the greatest shoe salesman in the world because maybe there is a consciousness, there is an energy, there is something that you are bringing to that role, to that experience that is infectious and inspiring. So for me, the role of art more than anything is to inspire your life. Okay. Period. So, yeah. so dental hygienist, he yeah. comes to the the Rain Imperial. Is it, is it like an office or? Uh, well, this is going to be sort of online world. Okay, and so I'll he goes to yeah. so he goes to rainimperial dot yeah, com. Yes, experience. Yeah. And yeah. then, so what exactly is like? What, what draws I, yeah, him there? What is yeah. he doing? What there? I would hope that. Well, let me explain this first, and then I'll. I'll I think I can answer the question. Sure. So basically, the company is comprised of different divisions, right? Mm-hmm. So there, um, the central focus of it is what I'm calling um, art media collections. Okay. And so each collection is basically comprised of different art segments, art elements, such as um, there's a literary aspect to it. There's visual art in the sense of uh, still photography, art photography. Mm-hmm. There's uh, film, and then there is sound. Mm-hmm. Original scores and music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So each collection is comprised of these things. So it becomes um, an art experience as opposed to, oh, I heard a song, or oh, I read a book, or oh, I, you know, I did. I didn't really want that. I wanted each collection to represent a theme, mm-hmm. an idea, and then I wanted um, someone to be able to experience the theme of each collection in a multimedia way. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, to answer your question, dental the dental, yeah. yeah, the dental hygienist goes to the site and he gets to, he steps into the rain imperial world, right? Mm-hmm. And so what he'll come across is basically these multimedia art collections where you're seeing the concept, like the themes of, let's say the theme is metamorphosis. Okay. And how this applies an artistic um, interpretation of metamorphosis mm-hmm. of, of the idea of that um, what he'll see is basically the art collection consisting of those different um, elements around this theme 
And okay, so like what sound I, uh, sound work around yeah. metamorphosis, still photography, Music, uh, short yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All everything inspired by this theme. Okay. And so what I would hope he would take away from it, in many ways, it's almost like what does one take away from performance art? Okay. It's in the eye of the beholder. So he might just get an experience of, wow, I now yeah. have a deeper understanding of metamorphosis, or he might be like, yeah. I feel like I, I could take a picture that would show this. Yeah. And then he could add to the collection, add yeah. to the... Okay. Yeah, my my intention is take away whatever and all that you can take away from it. Mm-hmm. And in whatever way you can apply it, if it inspires you in any way, mm-hmm. take that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because for me, like, the, the purpose of art to me is, is it inspires your life. Yeah. It just inspires. That's why we love it so much. It inspires your life. Yeah. When we hear great music, when we see amazing paintings... We feel like electricity is running through us because it's inspiring us. We're tapping into that energy that created it. Yeah. So it inspires you. It sets you on fire because it's, it's affecting your own biochemistry. There's something within you that now is getting stirred up to express itself in whatever way is appropriate for you. So the best of all worlds, people see this, they get affected by it, and then they add to it. Absolutely. Then it just becomes kind of a larger and larger yeah. thing. But add in the way of your own life. Add it in your life, you know? When you see the work, if, if it inspires you, when you go home to make dinner, make the best damn dinner you ever made. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you, you go home and you're playing with your kids, if you see something like Under Rain Imperial that we created some fantasy world, which, yes, is part of it. Yeah. You know what? I hope that inspires you to create some cra- a doubly crazy expansive fantasy world with your kids yeah. you know what I mean or like, just like you know be aware of like when you yeah. look at your kids the theme yeah. of metamorphosis like they're yes. going to grow from a child to an yes. adult and you're yes. going to be there to witness that be aware you know yeah. so it's it's obviously you know all all every collection I have every piece of work I do is rooted in, in spirituality and metaphysics mm-hmm. I, I spend incredible amounts of time researching things and researching yeah. the science of things you mm-hmm. know so um, I would hope that people can can walk away with that, you yeah, know, we can walk away feeling inspired by an experience of something. Gotcha. You know, like any art. You know, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, I'm just creating art. So it's I'm still just an artist creating art, but it's just a really it's just a different framework. It's just a little bit of a different framework. Yeah, and um, and so uh, the 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 other part of it where I got to uh, you know uh, sort of interested both is we do have our physical products that mm-hmm. will align with those collections that are inspired by those collections. So, yeah, so what's an example of a yeah. physical product that so, would, like, go with the metamorphosis yeah, theme so and art? Ex- yeah, so, for example, um, so, for example, so one of the ones that it's about to hatch, like, right now, mm-hmm. no pun intended, um, is, uh, so we're about to launch the wine line. Okay. So, um, so that is... The wines, you know, this particular collection of wines, like, for example, if the theme is... Our first collection is actually called um, Ritual, the Aggression of Communion. Mm -hmm. And it's about, um, in a nutshell, if I can actually put it in a nutshell, but it's about um, love and ecstasy and uh, surrender. The idea of being able to surrender wholly and truly and completely to the experience of romantic love. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play a lot with uh, the dynamics between um, male and female, mm-hmm. and how we 
want each other so badly and resist each other so badly at the same time. Okay. The thing, so often that we want the most, we resist the most, and so that it seems like the remedy to that is surrender, learning how to surrender to this thing that is so powerful. Yeah. So this is the, the theme of the first collection. And, and, and so you'll eventually see the films and yeah. everything that's around it. And so, um, so uh, you know, our wine collection, the first uh, collection, is under the ritual um, collection. And uh, so I can't actually say the name of the wine yet. That's fine. But, um, yeah. But uh, so it will be inspired. All the visual aesthetics uh, around the merchandise is, is obviously inspired by, by that storyline and those themes. But then more importantly is, like, let's take the wine, for example, what you drink will be actually be the inspiration. It's inspired by that theme. Gotcha. So what happened is I sat down um, for a very long time and collaborated with like the Vinters or whatever and thought, okay, artistically, this is a story that I want to tell. This mm-hmm. is what is important to me thematically or whatever. And what would be an experience like what would it be to literally drink that experience in? You know, like I want someone to know what that's like to drink that experience in. So it's almost like yeah. it's almost like um, experiencing art with more than one sense. Exactly. So like you're listening to yeah. something, watching yes. something, tasting something yes. that all kind of goes towards yeah. this one specific thing. Absolutely, but also with a nod to the 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 seed of the company, which is make your life a work of art. I, you know, there's certain um, products that, you know, I'll produce that it. I'm, I'm selective with what it is because yeah. to me, I, I want to. Yeah, produce, this doesn't sound like a typical. No, you know, get like, your rain imperial yeah, t-shirts. Get your, your, your t-shirts and your USBs. Yeah. You know, no, it's I got your that. iPhone yeah. case right here. Not yeah. knocking that. Not knocking that at all. Yeah. but I'm just, just for me, it was a really specific, selective thing because I, I thought about. And maybe this was a little selfish, but I thought about what would. As a woman, what would make me feel like I was turning my life into a work of art? It's your business. You know, Obviously, like, you have yeah, to think about how it's going to work for you. Yeah. Some level, you know. exactly. So I was thinking about, like, in terms of my senses, mm-hmm. you know, what are my multiple senses that I would like to affect that in some way parallel the... the um, the, the multimedia yeah, dimensions the theme of, of the themes of... Yeah. yeah. So... I was thinking about it, and, and, you know, that's why certain products appeal to me mm-hmm. in, in the sense of wanting to produce certain things. You know what I mean? So maybe like a wine, maybe yeah. maybe like a because fragrance? I, like what yeah, would... yeah, like so, for for example, so wine, mm-hmm. because I really, the first thing that immediately triggered off is like, I don't know, man, the, with art, the first thing is I just, I always want to drink it in. I, the, the the sense that I always I say I want to drink it and you know how it is when you see a yeah, piece yeah. of art and you're affected by it there's a reason you, people say that yes. because you want to you, want, you, you can't yes. just look at it with your eyes no. you want to experience it with more than one with one more you want to have it in every sense of your being yeah and so yeah there is a truth to being able to drink something in and I thought how fun it would be to literally be able to drink it in yeah so that's what inspired the wine collection so I collaborated with vineyards you know, and um, I, I adhered to this theme, to this idea, and the the specifics and the particulars of it, mm-hmm. and and um, found a way to to uh, intersect sort of both of them, mm-hmm. and created um, a number of wines. 
So, so that will be good. So, yeah, so what's good. the, yeah. is there like a date or more like a quarter? Yeah, or? it was supposed to actually, the date was supposed to be about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a little backed up if you want the truth. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I, well, I'm leaving samples with you. Wonderful. So, Christina yeah. can tell me all Yeah, she'll, she'll be able to, and you'll sniff it. I'll sniff it. Honestly, sniff it's, it I'm so it. bad at these things. It would be like. But your nose can't be bad. I, but I won't get, I won't get the subtleties. I'll say this smells yeah. like wine. Well, yeah, because yeah, you're not. It's I've just not, I've never I've never had the taste buds for it. It's every 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 wine tastes the same. bad. It <laughs> tastes it tastes really? like tastes like sour grapes. Really? And that's me. That is well, absolutely um, me. Some people can taste and be like, mm, mm, yeah. oak barrel, twenty 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 eight twenty eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. it tastes <laughs> like someone grapes. peed in grape food, yeah. uh, grape yeah. juice for me. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I, you know, Paul, I'm going to be honest with you, I was never a big wine drinker, mm-hmm. and in, in a lot of cases would probably quote you, Yeah, and I'd have to co-sign that, but, so I don't know if this will change your mind, but, so one of the things as we're developing this that I really, really insisted on was that I, I didn't, I, I'm tired of drinking nasty ass wine. Okay. Like, I'm good on box that. wine. Yeah, Bo- yeah. oh, box. Well, isn't that an insult? So anyway, like, it's such an insult. Apparently, somebody that. somebody who's really big into wine told me that it's actually better for the wine. Oh God! As in, like, once you pop the cork on a bottle of wine, it immediately starts to change. But in the box, well, that change doesn't happen. Yes, in apparently. The Again, yeah. I I know as much about. Well, I think wine the expectation as I do about, is that once you oh. pop the bottle, you're finishing it in one sitting. Gotcha. Hence, why you know, don't pop it. Knocks them off, put it back in the fridge. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I know it's not necessarily meant gotcha. to be experienced like that. But I will, I will tell you this. Like, so, um, with this, the production of this, like, I, I really didn't want to create that, the cliche, Jeep red, Jeep white, you know. That yeah. I, I didn't. You didn't just want to have no. that be a like, you know, no. a, you know, a sidebar I, to no, the whole No, not at all. Because remember, the 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 goal of this whole thing was to be able to. Yeah, to have the wine bring them further yes, into the I theme as opposed to, to like put a face what on is it. Going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that just like go buy a product? Yeah, I mean, I could care less about the product. I care about the experience. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, um, so basically, uh, I, I, it took a while to actually get this together because I, I had to, um, basically collaborate with um, vineyards that specialize in a process um, where they called hybridization okay and it's basically where you can mate very specific species of fruits and it does not have to be even it doesn't require the use of grapes really yeah this huh. is it's become pretty commonplace but I yeah just i've heard of like plum are, wine apple yeah, wine people are a little bit better some yeah. vineyards are better at it than others and so um yeah, so one of the things that inspired me is that I, I wanted to create wines that were um, going to be accessible for people with dietary restrictions, mm-hmm. be- vegans, vegetarian. You know, there are so many people that, you know, they enjoy their, their alcohol, but yeah. they have restrictions on them. Exactly. So, yeah. um, uh, so one of the things that was really important to me is to be able to, ha- to also have wines that are not based on just... Just grapes to, to be able to experience fruit wines, things that are yeah a little unexpected. Exactly, because you know I mean? the grapes grapes don't work for me because yeah, they taste like sour grapes. Like you, exactly, like, but like apple wine is a lot more palatable. Exactly, or strawberry, for example. You know what mm. I mean? Actually, I left some strawberry with you. 
So, That's something I might actually drink. Yeah, I, try it. Try it. I'll yeah, try anything just, twice. Yeah, just try. Yeah, try it. So, um, so yeah, so so that's why. So it ended up that we created a collection of of um, things that are not what you would typically think, like Excellent. things that are, are are based on fruits other than grapes, such as like pears and peaches and strawberries. Yeah, and that's and absolutely going to work in your favor because yeah. if you're saying if you're yeah. half-assing it, it would just taste yeah. like crappy yeah. red or white wine. Yeah. But the fact that it's like, sorry, yeah. apple <laughs> peach wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, it's not just. Um, I mean, I obviously didn't invent the idea of creating fruit wine. Yeah. It's been in existence for long before I yeah. have. But um, weaving it into this yeah, framework also, is, is a little you know, more you, you work on your formulation. You, you, I mean, this is where working closely with the vineyard is important because mm-hmm. you, you really work on, again, you go right back to the theme. What do I want people to experience? Yeah. You know? And just make sure it's reflected in every piece of, you know, anything that you produce. You know? Cool. So, so that's what it is. So... So yeah, that's an example of one of the things. There's a lot of other things going on. Yeah, so this yeah. is still in like one of the some of the earlier stages, yeah, and like, it's just going to yeah. keep getting bigger from yeah, there. Hopefully, yeah. like the more people that see it, the more people contribute yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. I think that's interesting. Where yeah. you start as just like a casual observer, then you can maybe become a contributor, and yeah. then maybe you know become a different part of that. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So like right now, would someone is the website up or what? Like what's where's the place to go for this? No, um, the place to go is. No, it's not officially launched because we have to. It's, there's a lot of legal tie up. Yeah, I mean, again, I, this is not yeah. going to be up anytime yeah. really soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so maybe by the time you actually put this up, it's up. I'd say hopefully within a month. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. How about this? When it's up, I'll tell you and you tell everybody else. Excellent. And then when you're up, you tell me and I'll tell everybody else. Sure. How about that? That works. Yeah, I think that works really well. Well, excellent. Yeah. So, hopefully, in the, yeah, the next. Yeah few months we'll see yeah. this start to unfold yeah yeah oh yeah definitely definitely because now is the time yeah. absolutely so the yeah. wines are done so cool. all right well you're almost yeah. you're so, so you're like go, yeah. a sixth of the way there yeah 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 i'm a Excellent. sixth of the way yeah and then there'll be another sixth to work on exactly oh, goodness yeah and it'll it'll happen because yeah. it sounds like yeah. i mean you have the yeah. drive behind this yeah <sighs> i need a vacation yeah well, we've we've reached the end. That's it. Yeah. So the one last thing we have to do. Define me. You need to look here. Oh. At this yes. list of words that I've yes. created, and pick one and define it for me. <laughs> I know what you want. Is it Which one? I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Paul. But that's what I'm here for. Raskakjalak. What is it? The first one? Yeah. Raskakjalak. Raskakjalak? Raskakjalak. I choose this. Okay. What is Raskakjalak? From the inner depth of my being, I can tell you what this is. Do it. It's a Jamaican curse word. Yes. Okay. It is a Jamaican curse word. Okay. So what does it translate to? It translates to something incredibly vile, but I'll translate it. It's... um, it, it translates to. Um, can I say this? Can I say this? Yeah, absolutely. That, hey, okay. Like for instance, yeah. I, I know bumbaklad. Yeah. I know what that is, <laughs> and I know, uh, and I can, I can picture like raskakjilak. Yeah. I yes. Can, I can hear it. You heard raskakjilak. Yeah. yeah. So what is raskakjilak? You know, you know. Absolutely. What Irie. So, Irie. Yes. Yeah. You're Irie with this shit. Yes. <laughs> it's basically. It's a Jamaican cuss word, mm-hmm. basically referring to someone as like a tampon. Well, yeah, that that's bumbleclot. 
Yes. So what is what Rascatcha like? It's a, a variation thereof. It is, let's just say it like this. Okay. Bumblecot may be a used tampon. Used tampon. And this Rascatcha lock mm-hmm. maybe is unused, but tampon nonetheless. What if it's possibly, and this is to yes. tie back into what you're saying, yeah. what if it's when you use something as a tampon that is not a tampon, like <gasps> the Ooh. pencil? Now we're right there. Now we're like this. Now so we're, if oh she were God. running at you going like, Rascatchalak, yes. it'd be like, that is what that is. But so, she said it with a Jamaican accent. So, Rascatchalak. Rascatchalak. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. is what it is. So it yes. could be a misused. Yes. Okay, that's awful. Or and, and if you want it to be really awful, yeah, you want me to be more really awful, awful than a homeless woman <laughs> sticking a pencil in her ass, using it as a as a weapon. <laughs> sure, <laughs> what's more awful than that? Well, I was going to say the other awful definition of this could be like object of object of dill donation. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So just like kind of like a misused uh, misused dildo. Yes. Okay. But but it's it's only mostly used like you wouldn't say like oh mom I found a bumba clot in the toilet it's only as an insult (laughs) yes these are not these are pejorative this is a pejorative term yeah these are completely pejorative so like when you're pissed when you look out the window and you see someone Amy's id okay peeing and aiming their ass towards you and pissing on your car you call him a rascatchalak <laughs> rascatchalak so you'd yell out the window it's like why you piss on me rascatchalak <laughs> and they would hopefully be like you bumbo claw yes then, gotcha yes that's wow. what I think of Amy's id perfect yeah thank you so much Thank you, Carl. So much. This has been this has been so so mind expanding. You know and like what? So specific. It's so much, and I got to tell you, can I just take us out with something? Yeah, do it. The fact that how inspired am I, and how good do I feel around being around such an incredibly large man that is so <laughs> who is that, not going to hurt you, who will never <laughs> hurt you, who is so has such a beautiful vibration coming off of him. Thank you so much. Wow, wow I try to wow. vibrate very nicely. Yeah, what a, such an inspiration. Honestly. I feel pink being around you. That is yeah. the nicest thing I've ever heard, and yeah. I think we'll end on that. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Oh my gosh. Digressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something, and then I forgot what I was talking about because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing. Digressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about?